0: Five Things off the wall. That's us, 24 7. You should expect the unexpected. I mean, make it known that this is all about being 100% authentic. We are live now.
1: So, with that being said, let's jump right in. Yo, welcome to another episode of Five Things Off the Wall. I am your boy, D. Wills.
0: What up, beautiful people? It's your boy Dev.
1: What's happening? Walt is
0: here. See uh, Mac? There she go. Look up. Bad connection. <laughs> Anyways, Crystal's and Crystal.
1: there. Oh, she's there. She's there. <laughs> there. C-Mac is here. Um, so first of all, if you have not um, subscribed to Five Things Off The Wall, please take some time to do so. If you're returning, we appreciate you again. We love our listeners and uh, we appreciate you. So today is a special day in the history of Five Things Off The yes. Wall. Yes, um, Walt, uh, can you tell us why today is such a historic day
0: Today is a beautiful day, man. We, alongside with the standard crew, we got my brother, my friend, our fellow South Carolina State Bulldog, Daquan Julius, a young recording artist making his way into the music scene with some uh, awesome vocals. He got a, a single that's going to be coming out soon. Correct? Yep. Daquan. Friday. Friday, oh man, y'all get some new music. Friday, La La Land will be coming out. Universal Records, correct? Yep, yep. Universal Music Group. There you go. There you go. So, so,
1: so DaQua, say what's up to the to the fans. Say what's up to the people.
2: Hey, what's up? What's good? What's good, people? Um, Like they said, I'm Daquan Julius from the big town of Hemingway, South Carolina, man. You hey. uh, already know what time it is. And so I'm hey. uh, definitely excited to be on here with, you know, with the team tonight. Hope I can have some fun with them tonight. You know what it is?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're looking forward yeah. to it. Should be a good show. It's always good to have new faces. Hopefully we can make these types of appearances recurring, Um, you know, so we can get some diverse perspectives from outside of our standard, Crazy so <laughs> yeah.
1: <clears throat> so yeah Di- yeah so Daqua this is you you're the first of of many to come so I hope you feel honored because uh, it's a special occasion, brother. Definitely
2: feel honored, man. Definitely feel honored. Honor. Especially when you reach out to me, man. You know, stuff like this you, you can never take for granted because no matter what the situation is, man, people need platforms like you guys, especially when you're in the music scene, entertainment, period. We need platforms like you are to, uh to, you know, to keep us going. And you guys, a job is very, very important. No matter what it is you guys are talking about, uh, any, uh, you know, any guests you bring on in uh, you know, our craft, can be you know predicated on the work that you guys do. So definitely appreciate what y'all doing, man. For real,
1: no doubt, no doubt. Appreciate so you, so so Dakwa, we want we want the audience to to get to know you um, a little bit about you. It's one thing when. You're listening to artists, right? And you know, you you like their music. But it's another thing when you can get intimate with the artists and you really you you start to know about their background and and you know what you have in common. And uh, and and I think people have a little bit more appreciation or a lot more appreciation for artists when they uh, when they find out, you know, you you're a star, but at the same time, you're human just like me, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh so we got some questions for you tonight um i will let Walt start off with our questions crystal right. feel free to jump in with any questions you have and then we'll, we'll fall in line from there Devin, you got something to go from there. Yeah.
0: so let's just give us a little bit of, of background about how you came about this music thing i know you started out as a, as a gospel artist with uh with a group um how, how did this music thing come about i mean coming from hemaway i know that's a real soulful place in churches it's big down there. So, you know, how did you, how did you get to this, this position, this place?
2: Well, actually, actually, I started, because I started singing in the church choirs. you know, growing up, everything like that. And way, mama gonna make sure you at church, regardless, it don't matter. And so, of course, growing up, you know, I've been on all the choirs and everything. And, what church uh, you go to down there? New Montcombe, AME, man. New Montcomer, I don't know what that man, one is. Reverend Glennie Tisdale, man, you there
3: know? New everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah man, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. I, I I never really got into singing like that though, even though my mom was forcing me. Like I wasn't on the school choirs or anything until I came a senior in high school. I was about to leave high school at that point. But then I left and when I went to South Carolina State, um, kind of stopped going to church. You know what I mean? And uh mm-hmm. I still start out doing R and B first. So I was uh recording R and B in college and stuff like that, and I was kinda liking some of the attention I was getting, you know.
0: Them singing for uh, them gals, singing for oh, yeah, them gals. What kind of attention? Oh, yeah. huh?
2: Huh? What, what kind of attention? Uh huh. Uh uh. We plead fifth on that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do doing talent shows on campus. That yeah, was mm-hmm. a talent
2: show. Yeah, I actually did the talent show for uh you know the Delta's one year. Um, I did a couple of talent shows, man. Uh, at state it was it was fun. It was real fun. But um, I met a I met a gal. Uh. Uh-oh. You know, from next door, from Claflin, and um, the she, had me go- she had me going back, she had me going to church, man. That's good. And I man. started going back to church, but I wasn't going to church like that. But mm-hmm. she kind of got me going back to church, and then I moved up here, of course. And then I started uh singing at, at work one day. And uh, one of the deacons from this church, he invited me to church. I'm like, hey, man, come sing in my church. I'm like, all right, well, I know how to do that. I grew up doing that. You know, that ain't no problem. So next thing you know, um, started doing some events at church. Then some people came by. Then there's one guy came by, one of my frat brothers. He ha- he owned a record label, a gospel record label. And he, hey man, I can help you with that. You know, da, 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 da. So they kind of recruited me to another church, cause up up here, uh, church about that business. Mm-hmm. And you know how so you when get you, that business going. You way. say
0: up here, where where is up here for the people that don't I mean, know? I'm in mean,
2: uh, the DC area now, the DMV yeah. area.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. And so just was, for the record, the frat brothers that he's talking about are the good wholesome ones of Omega sci Fraternity yeah. Incorporated. And we always let it that, be that's forever definite, known.
1: That's definitely an oxymoron. Wholesome off, and
0: watch yourself. Omega Psi <laughs> The wholesome brothers. Did you not just hear this man say that he was a deacon at church that yeah. own a gospel record label. If that ain't yeah. the wholesome bros, I don't know yeah. what else. It exactly. Is. What else can he do? What else can he that do? That's wholesome. <laughs> oh, oh, <heard laughs> you know, you know what man. we do? You know what we do on Friday nights while the rest of y'all are running in the streets? We read our Bible. That's it. We get into the word and thinking no. about Jesus. Okay. You see that? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: But
2: it don't matter what we do, man. We beside Jesus' toenails. You know, they're gonna hate on us, but it's yeah. fine.
1: It's yeah. okay. You yeah. Hey, y'all, 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 ain't out, y'all ain't out there past the gray in it, are you? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> nah. We got yeah. no grades out here. We got <laughs> no grades. No grades. No grades. Nah. No no, I'm just, just messing with you, brother. Yeah, um, I know, I know, man. Yeah. So, you know what's interesting, man? Like, so you grew up, Walt and I were talking before you got on, and, um, you know, I was asking because I grew up in Georgetown, South Carolina, but, um, i gotta be there next week okay right. i'm performing out there next week it's been I'm about be at, yeah
2: uh what's it jason's called something coliseum call
1: okay jason college jason college uh center that's what i think it's called okay. all right it's been about ah, probably about 15 years since i've been back home i need to get back down here but um so i grew up uh in the house of god church also and so we used to travel like choirs, singing. And we would travel to Hemingway uh, during the summers. Uh, well, not even just during the summers, throughout the whole year. And uh, and we would sing um, at the church up there. So, Walt, you're absolutely right, talking about the church scene and music mm-hmm. is is really popping um, down there in, in, in Hemingway. So, okay. so fast forward, you're doing R&B now, you're up there in D.C. And so how'd you get your big break?
2: Um, honestly, I was, I was actually sitting here, man, sitting at home at work, actually working from home, you know, everybody got to get the money. And, um, I got a call, man, from this guy, from the, actually one of the, uh, the ANRs from the label. Um, he, he was actually one, he actually my manager now, uh, his name Marvin Mack, but he, um, he, he found my music on one of the blogs. Okay. Yeah. He found my music on one of the blogs or whatever. And he called me like, Hey man usually I don't do this, but, like, usually I don't do this, nah. When you start saying that, I'm like, nah, usually i uh, nah, waste wasting uh, time.
4: Slow, slow, slow <laughs> suspect. suspect.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, you don't do the but man, you got a song that could really go, man, that could really do that. I was like, okay. So I didn't even call him back for like two weeks, man. And then, so he ended up calling me back in two weeks. I was like, man, you know, you know, I'm talking, am having meetings blah, 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 with the label and, this is what we think we want to do for you, da, da da, da because I'm real particular about my music and you know, um, you know, having rights to my music and stuff like that. And I told them, you know, if y'all can do everything non-exclusively, then I'm fine with that. You know, and so um I kind of worked that into um, you know, my contract and everything like that. And they gave me some favorable, some favorable looks, man. And so it definitely was a blessing. So, you know, get found through these blogs. Like I tell you, the work that y'all do, these podcasts, these blogs, man. They are helping people, man. Seriously, yeah, yeah. they're helping people. Yeah,
4: no doubt. So, so you know, shout out to you, man, just for all the beautiful things, the wonderful things that you're doing and the grind that you keep uh, continuing to do. So what's your, you just say you got a single coming out, um, I believe this Friday, and you know, you living in the DMV area, I'm sure you can take a lot from that area because it's rich in terms of soul and neo soul and, and just that type of vibe up there um in terms of your single that's coming out you know I was able to you know get a snippet of it on on YouTube on your page um it's a real cool smooth mellow jazz vibe to me and um I was just wondering what was your inspiration behind that and and what's the is that the style that you want to kind of send out to the people
2: yeah I want yeah I love the soul the soul style you got uh, because you know I'm um I'm a church boy. You get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so I still do. Uh, I still have like that soul in me, you know. And so um, I think that to me, that 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 style of music is soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too raunchy, you know. Um, it's a little more grown up ish. And then plus two, I don't want to be writing songs that my mom gonna be mad at. Right. You right.
0: know,
2: that's what I did in college. You know, I used to write about the nasty stuff in college. You know.
0: But you know, I'm grown up now. That was before he was one of the wholesome. Yeah, guys but, go Yeah, down. that was before yeah, I yeah. played. Yeah, actually. See, see, yeah. so, fi yeah. changes lives. Yes, sure, they sure. do. In a good we brought way. this man to Jesus. Yeah. Yes. To the cross. <laughs> 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 Didn't he say <laughs> he grew up in it? Right, right, right. Or was it the young
2: lady? Right, right, right. But yeah, but no, nah, man, it's um <laughs> like you said, this area too, man, you get sucked into it yeah, when you go yeah. out at night to the, uh to the, like to the lounges and stuff like that, where we are allowed to perform. And you just like, like the creativity here, man, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you got that, like, you got that sound. That sound is just here and um, it's enjoyable, man. It, it ain't too much, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's people in a very, you know, a decent creative space, and then they have, like I said, even down to the rappers here. Like they have like that mellow soul flow, and it, and it's yeah. kicking. It is kicking. There's an artist.
4: There's an artist. He just actually came up with an album now. Or Cy Rock, who's actually from the D.M.V. area. D.M.V. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And also, you know, there's a there's an actual spot. I don't know if you've been there yet. It's in the, it's in the Georgetown area. It's called the Blues Alley. Cafe? Blues Alley, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love that spot, man. Every time I'm up yeah. for work, I try to make it my business to go there and actually, you know, just catch the vibe.
2: Oh yeah, definitely, man. Hopefully through, you know, some of these places aren't making it through the pandemic. You know, a couple of of the halls that we perform at, like on U Street and stuff like that, they yeah. had to close down and stuff like that. But you know, places like Blues Alley, legendary place like that, Howard Theater, mm. like we need those places. They open, man.
4: Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. That's what's up. -hmm. So
2: it couldn't happen at a a worse time for me because I'm just now getting into you know the arena to be able to get gigs.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
2: "Ah."
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and see, and that's why, like like you said earlier, platforms, things like this. You know, I'm saying I think more people have to really tap into social media, you know, as as a way to really market and promote themselves. So yeah,
0: right. It's a matter of staying in that space. You know what I mean? Keep yourself out there keep after it, stay mm-hmm. stay as relevant as possible without being, you know, a, a sellout to yourself. You know, you stay true to you. and Definitely. You, people ain't going to lose you. They'll know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. C-Mac, C you got a question for Daquan. Da so Daquan,
3: I, you talked a little bit about your background um, and you talked about, you know, how you started at school and in church. Um, what advice would you have for someone who's trying to get into the music industry um you know there's you know a lot of people get discouraged because they may you know they send in cds DVDs, whatever they're sending in now to record labels and things like that and trying to get in and they don't hear anything back and you know so they're kind of getting discouraged so what would you what would you say to someone who is trying to be encouraged and what advice would you give them in trying to get into this industry
2: Good question. I can actually piggyback off what Walt just said about um, just being yourself. Um, I do work with a couple of other artists myself, even though, you know, I'm just getting to where I am. Um, One thing I always try to tell them is continue to be who you are and don't ever stop being who you are. But you also have to continue to be consistent. Um, If the one thing I tell anybody that's trying to get into this industry, if you come in here expecting not to lose, you, you in the wrong, you in the wrong industry. Mm-hmm. Point blank, mm-hmm. pair. like you just have to dig and, dig and dig and dig. I've been actually doing this for about 18, between 18 years, Um, I know, if you count college, so 10 years, I graduated. into, But yeah, so I've been doing this for a while and I've been doing it consistently for a while. So for anybody who's trying to get in this, you're gonna have to start like from the bottom and what, you know, to even get to this point, people just wanna see um, that you're grinding. No matter how good your music is, no matter no matter if your music's trash, because if you listen to the radio today, most of the music not really what people would like to listen to, but mm. you grind and you grind and never, never stop. And you're going to take some losses, but always stay encouraged, man. Always continue to work on your craft. That's another thing. Every day, if, if you're a singer, pick up an instrument. If you're a rapper, even pick up an instrument. Learn how to write. I write songs for people as well. I just got a gold plaque writing a song for a r&b song a wedding song or whatever right.
3: Congratulations.
0: i appreciate yeah, that's, that that's big you yeah. see how you try to humbly throw that in there just gotta go yeah. like, go <laughs> go it ain't, ain't nothing everybody get those things around here you now nah, that's, <laughs> that's
1: that's that's big and that's and that's important because um writing is actually where a lot of the music uh the money is in the business mm-hmm. and Absolutely. so you know um you you had that publishing And you get those royalties, so uh, you know that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask. You know about you know whether or not you write your own music, and so I think you answered that question. Um, Do you do you uh, do others write for you at this point, or are you trying to keep it consistent where you write your own stuff?
2: Well, now with everything going on, I just started formulating a writing team. Um, I've never had anybody write for me ever. Um, I'm usually write for everybody else (laughs) across genres. I got about, what, three gospel songs out on radio right now, maybe five R&B, one hip-hop song floating, so I do some of everything, but I have a team now because uh, this is getting a little uh, tedious, you know, like, you are know, like, hey, we need you to get, you know, we need you to get this video done, we need you to get a Christmas song done, we need you to get an album done next month. What? Uh,
1: <laughs> what? Like, it, I just fella. got here.
0: Uh, you got it, man. That's crazy. Gotta work. But work, but so I,
1: brother.
0: One thing I did, I did want to ask you about or, or just have you speak about, you know, the priority, because I know we've heard a lot of uh, other people in the industry. They talk about how artists lose their stuff, basically, you know, young artists, they get in and they sign these horrible trash deals and they forget, you know, because they're so eager just to get on and get that that big break. People forget like this is a social media age. You don't have to sign a trash deal just to get your sound out there. You can go direct the consumer now. We don't necessarily need a middleman anymore. You know, I think the way streaming music has has shifted the game, it's given artists such as yourself that platform to do it. So what would you say was the 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 integral moment for you that made you realize if I'm going to go into this thing, not only am I doing the music, but I'm gonna know the business. Cause it sounds like you know the business of it as well. Like how important was that for you?
2: Oh, that was extremely important, man. I actually went to uh Exodus and Christian Music Academy here to learn the business of the music. Mm. Um, the good thing about Exodus and Christian Music Academy, it wasn't just for Christian music artists. So they were bringing in people like Lil Wayne's managers, they were bringing in people for Sony, you know, things like that. The, what happened was um, I started losing money, like thousands of dollars. Mm like thousands mm-hmm. and so I was like you know what man I was like man um if anything it, it did that w- that was my moment when I was like you know I'm gonna just give up I was like why give up when um uh, I could just take what I know and just do it on my own and just just enjoy my music right right so that's what I was trying to say you know and part of what I was saying earlier if you just enjoy the ride and take your time and use the business to your advantage you don't have to jump into those kind of deals, right. you know. Just like you know, like I was telling you earlier, when a guy called me, it took me two weeks to call him back because I wasn't necessarily interested. Because I turned two deals down when I was in the gospel industry. Because my first deal that I had in gospel industry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It
0: wasn't wasn't really Christ-like, was it?
2: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's not. <laughs> at all. So you know, so it was small, but it was it was it was terrible. But it was just like. From then on, I was like, man, I don't want to get myself. I don't want to be these rappers and and artists on on YouTube every day crying about their contracts. So just like you said, like, bro, just create your fan base. Mm -hmm. Whether it's 5 to 10 to 15, somebody is going to buy your stuff, man. And eventually, if you keep being consistent, posting stuff every day, you're going to find a group of crazy enough people that's going to love you and going to buy your stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. That's major.
2: It, yeah, so I mean, that's just how you do it. What we learned in there is I'm about to give y'all some free game for whoever watching in the industry. It's called No Like and Trust (KLT) model. You get people to know who you are first, and you get them to like who you are, then they're gonna trust you enough to buy your product. That's what we learned. And how you get them to do that is if you stay consistent, especially with social media and all of that stuff. You know, you get your stuff out streaming. People wanna buy your stuff no matter what it sound like. Bro. So that's that's basically it, man. It's just. um just stay in focus. Stay in focus, man. Don't, don't go out there and get yourself into no deal just because, you know, oh, I feel like I want this car. I feel like I want this. No, be patient. Then it'll be mm-hmm. better in
0: the end. Instead of getting a 50 50, you get 80 20. There you go. There you go. Right. go. there you go. I love it. First off, nobody expected to get that much game on Five Things Off the Wall. All right. Drop right. a I, I, yeah,
1: I think I think we're gonna have to start charging outside of what their uh, their streaming platforms are charging. So, exactly. uh, <laughs> so da- Daekwon, uh so music-wise, right? So people wanna go find you. I know you said you got something dropping on Friday. Is there some? Is there music out there right now that um, people can can find you and what platforms?
2: Uh, you can actually go anywhere and find I actually had to put everything down, except for uh, I did have a single out. It was a, like an Afro-Caribbean type song I made called uh, Let Me Love You. That was like my first song that I actually came from the, into the, what they call the secular industry with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, believe unbelievably, that song actually did some numbers for me as well. But you can go out and check that out everywhere, YouTube, uh, Spotify, um, everywhere. Um, you know, Apple Music everywhere, but everything else I had to pull down. So, all
0: so right. Friday. So, da- so Friday so. they get to they get to hear you officially again.
2: Yeah, yep, okay. yep.
0: All they
2: right. get to hear me up because they uh read uh redistributing my my record. So, okay. good deal,
4: good deal. So,
3: Daquan, I don't know if you were prepared to do this today. I'm just gonna ask you. Oh, You're not is
0: she she oh, sure oh. <laughs> But oh. I'm just gonna
4: doubt. ask. Oh
3: would you like to give us a sample of how you
0: sound
2: oh. <laughs> all right um there's something about your smile baby oh it keeps me in a dream oh yes it makes me want to sing and when you're around i'm reminded baby oh what you mean to me as my heart is skills to be, yeah, yeah, My heart is a slave and you own it. It belongs to you, my baby. Okay, killer.
4: The,
1: killer. Okay, oh, they're killer. They oh, gonna kill well, pay for that. Oh, okay. Mrs. 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 Oh, Mrs. 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 Oh, yeah, hold
4: Yeah, oh, Cut that out, man. We're gonna the homie said, hold on, hold on, hold on. The homie said my heart is Did you marry the
3: missus
4: from Claflin? Yeah, I did. okay. Because I'll put a plug out there for you, but never mind.
3: He taken. it. All right. All right. So that's actually,
2: I gave y'all an exclusive. That's a song I wrote called Soapbox, will be coming out soon.
4: All right. So yeah, hold on. What was that line again? You said the, my heart was my a, slave.
2: Heart is a slave, and you own it. Oh,
4: there
0: you go. All right. Look at, Look at that. Look, Five Things Off the Wall gives you that exclusive music. There <laughs> you go.
4: Hey, so, Daquan Julius.
1: So Daquan so so, so, so is going to be with us uh, for the rest of the show tonight. So Daquan, feel free to jump in and, and comment on on the topics, Daquan. But before we do that, uh, tell tell people how you, how you spell your name and then what your your social hand social media handles so that they can find you.
2: All right, uh Daquan Julius D-I-Q-U-A-N Last name Julius J-U-L-I-U-S And you can follow me On all of my Social media platforms At singer Daquan J
0: At singer Daquan J Alright that's dope We're going to make sure We get that tagged on On all our uh, On all our social media as well So we can make sure We link to this one I'm
4: going I'm to tell Wait. I'm going to tell Shawnee The heart line
1: night. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Go stay Go stay tell my wife Baby you know my heart Is a <laughs> sleeve for you <laughs> listen and 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 i actually listened to that the afro-caribbean one the first one that you put me out me too was, was, yo but,
4: but y'all i'm gonna sing it though i'm gonna sing i'm gonna sing please don't,
0: please don't. go please ahead don't. you gonna no. no.
4: no. 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 yo, say
0: that sam <laughs> cook cover you did man that that was that was the one for me brother yeah. i love the sam <laughs> cook cover man Changes will <laughs> going come is one of my favorite tracks of all time yeah. man you did you did it justice bro i
2: oh, appreciate that man they they're actually their official page man they they showed me love on that one, man. That was pretty cool. That was pretty dope. Well, you know, his uh yeah, his um his people, whoever run his official page or whatever, they they showed me love on that. It's That's
1: awesome, stuff. man. That's it's
4: awesome. Awesome. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, what All right. we what we, what we uh what we got off the wall tonight, D?
1: Ah, uh, man, so uh we got another uh, <laughs> unfortunately, another killing of mm-hmm. an unarmed black man in America, man. This just seems right. to be the American way. All right, so let's talk about Jonathan Price. Uh, who wants to lead that conversation? Crystal, you want to take it or mm-hmm. Dev?
3: Okay, sure. So Jonathan Price is, was a black man in Texas, and he was breaking up a domestic um, altercation in the mm-hmm. gas station at, uh, in Texas. And as he was doing that, the man in the situation turned on him, and him and the guy started getting into it upon which, the cops were called, Cops got there, uh, um, pretty much saw Jonathan and Price as the aggressor. Jonathan was actually trying to um, plead his Lame case and basically yeah. tell him what was going on, tell them what was going on, and they tased him. And the story is that when they tased him, his body jolted. Mm. When his body jolted, they shot him three times.
1: Yoda, mm. Yeah. So and, that's, and that was and that was because they said he was they they said he was resisting arrest when his body was convulsing, correct? Yes, well,
0: yeah. They deemed him as a threat at that point. Yeah, they deemed him as a threat. So you know, I wanna I wanna I do wanna say something about that one. But let's you know, also
4: say let's also keep note that the cop did get arrested.
0: Yes, immediately, before, almost yeah. immediately. Like this happened on Saturday. Saturday. And I think they made the announcement yesterday, the day before yeah, yesterday. They made it yesterday that they arrested that officer. You know, charged him with murder too. So it wasn't even one of those things where. Like, oh, they got to wait for everything to be discussed and figured out. It was none of that. Wait till all the facts come out. The cops, the Texas, uh, I think it was the Texas Rangers. Texas they got Rangers, involved. Yeah. They said, hey, nah, this was not the way we do things out here. Right. He was but, wrong but
3: but there's a twist. But but, but but there's more. There's more. <laughs> there's, you can tell them that that's more because my mental capacity can't so, deal with that.
0: Say oh, I got yeah, I got that. Devin didn't read it. I did read it. out. Don't do
3: that, Walt.
0: Listen. <laughs> Look.
4: I didn't okay. read it after, But I did read it afterwards, and we had a conversation about it.
0: All right. So what Devin <laughs> read, <laughs> it came, it was brought to my attention. See, this is what I got to put up with. That's got cool. to put up with. So it was brought to my attention through uh, some other people on some other posts when they were talking about it, uh, a young lady posted and she said, you know, let's be clear about Jonathan Price and who he was. This man was anti he was Blue Lives Matter. He was All Lives Matter. He was if you just comply, you won't have these problems. He was um, a lot of it wasn't hatred necessarily for black people in the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of it was based around his experience. Right. So Devin and I had a conversation that I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well, Um, brother, like his position was based off of his experience. He had experience with white people where he said he had more love, money, time and affection showed to him from his white family. Than he did his own blood family who happened to be black. Like they wouldn't support any of his businesses. They wouldn't do any, any of this. Now, mind you, from all the reports that we saw, he was really well loved in the community mm-hmm. um, by everybody. You know, said he was yeah. a real good dude. He was a pillar of the community. Um, but his his position was he can't get behind the rioting, the protesting, and all of this anti what he perceived, I guess, to be anti whiteness. He couldn't get behind it because his experience with white people was so great that he, he just didn't seem to understand it. Now, I don't I don't knock his perspective at all, but I think the one thing about that's somewhat ironic about it is the one thing you were so against is what is going to eventually have to ride for you in order for your name to constantly be remembered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he's, he might get justice, but it's the people, all the people that you say you didn't understand the most that are going to talk about you the loudest in this situation, you know?
3: And can we bring up the one fact that you know sticks out to me the most? <laughs> Where he, he said had, he had an they are the extreme... reason, the blame for him and his love or addiction to white women.
0: All right, so I didn't read that that way. I think I think you misread that. Now it I think says,
3: and I quote: <laughs> "They are to blame for my countryside Put a, wait, wait, wait,
0: and the wait, 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 wait,
3: white women." Put it in right, context, no,
0: though. What did he say before that? But he's talking about his white <sighs> family. That's what. That's what he's. He's talking about the white people that he spent the time with. That's that's what he's saying. He said they're the reason why right. he's into the country things that he's into. They're the reason why he has a thing for white women because he spent so much time with them. Again, look, I think we've said it on the show before. Either if way. that's if that's his preference, yeah, no problem with that. Can't knock your preference. Have your preference. That's Did you. you that? Yes, because it's the truth. I mean, if he has a preference, he has a preference.
3: All right, I don't nothing. sit on here all, every day and say, I love black men.
0: Right. But that's your preference, right?
3: But I don't sit on here and say... My dad is my love, is the reason for my love for black men.
0: But again, this is like Dev said when we put it in context, yeah, in context, you know, he was like, asked, somebody yeah. kind of attacked him about his, yeah, his position, effects, his position. And that's what he gave. So when we put it in context, I'm not I don't mad say at
3: that it. We're on here. Okay.
0: <laughs> of course you don't, Spider. Get out of here. <laughs>
4: Well, I, well, I think that I think the biggest thing is in in Daquan. You know, we we'll, would we'll love to hear your thoughts, but I think the biggest thing, back to the context piece, you know, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, and you know, there That's is, impressive. it is always a, <laughs> is all, and it it's always yep. a issue with people saying Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter, and and when it comes from a Black person saying All Lives Matter, it's like, well, you know, are you actually perpetrating a fraud, Are you Uncle Tom, or you a coon, Are you not with us? What's your position? So I guess in that case, with him. He's like, look, this is my position. This is how I feel about the whole situation. This is, you know, my experience with white people and my experience with white people in white situations has not been the same experience as another black person. So I can't really speak negative or ill towards that because my experiences were what they were. It's like, it's like if me, if if all four of us, right, it's like if me and Crystal are best friends, and the three of you guys had an issue with Crystal and y'all was to come to me and be like, yo, I can't stand Crystal because Crystal did X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, I've never had that experience with Crystal. So whatever perception y'all have of her, I don't have that because all of my experiences with her has been tremendous. That's probably That, that, that sounds like based on what he wrote and based on what I read, that sounds like that's his position. And if that is, I don't agree with it, but I have to respect it because that's his position.
2: right, so uh, I don't agree or respect it at all. I'm going to tell you why. Um, Because um, I'm the type of person, like we talked about earlier, grew up in church, right? And you know, we we Jesus, 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 this, that, and the third. Um, One thing that we learned in church was um, do unto others you will have them do unto you, right? That was one Mm -hmm. thing that I took, right? So if I'm seeing somebody being wronged, whether I had that experience or not. And I know that I don't want to be wronged in that manner. I should have some level of empathy right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you see all of these unarmed African-Americans, I don't care what color you are, black, blue, purple, green. If you see all these unarmed African-Americans, these mothers crying, mm-hmm. um, do you think you want your mother crying over you? Like, Well, ironically, in this situation, it happened. Um, But did you want to be put in that situation? So how would we be right sitting back, even though nobody in my family has ever been killed by the police at all? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the whole idea of BLM. Right. Uh, Most of the people in BLM haven't had that experience, but they have empathy enough to understand that this is wrong. So just because you don't have an experience don't mean you not. You you shouldn't have the heart to have empathy for people, right? So whenever you walk around, you see all of these these jacked up situations like these kids being uh, taken away from their their parents. You know the you know this trafficking and all that. Do you want your child to go through that? So what am I supposed to say? Well um well I don't have that experience. My daughter at home every night, so I, I just don't feel that way about traffickers. No, you see what's going on across the world, man. You see, you talking, you see what's going on. It's all over the news. That's why he was talking about it, right? That's why he was talking about all lives matters just that third. So you know what's going on. You know that Breonna Taylor's uh, you know, people didn't get out. You know that. Well, I don't know what he doesn't know now, but uh what's his name? George Floyd's uh the officer got out of, of jail today on bond. Like this stuff is happening. Yeah. And it mm. You saw Ravon Martin, you saw all of this. So you also have to have empathy enough in you to say, hey, they got something to talk about over there and nobody's listening.
0: And I think No, no, that's, I don't respect it. And I think that's yeah. the one thing that, like what you brought up is, is a good point. No matter who you are, you gotta have empathy. Right. I right. think what infuriates me about that position of, if you just comply, you won't have these problems. If you just follow this, or when people say my position, based off my experience, it doesn't have to be that way for everybody. When you broad brushstroke everybody and you put everybody into this, into your situation, to me that's a that shows a level of entitlement for for yep. whoever. Hmm. That is, it's it's beyond disrespectful. Like you're saying to everybody, and I've said it on here before. When I say that my experiences are the standard for everybody's life, hmm. that's me being so arrogant, so full of myself. Right. And I'm saying everything about me and my situation is the gold standard by which everybody should live. And yeah. That's trash. Oh, that it is. really is. It, is. it really is. It tone is deaf. It's a
1: very toned-up situation. Yeah, it really it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think what like what that Kwan was saying is you have to want to have empathy. Right. You you got you have to, you know, even if you that's not your experience. Right. You try to understand, you know, what somebody else is, is going through. And that's just the the natural human thing to do, yeah. and, um, and and so you know, like you said, what would you want people to do for you, right? right? right. So in this case, the situation, unfortunately, he actually, uh, you know, now need the very same people, yeah, and the same tactics but does he? that he didn't agree with. But Does he? Well, I mean, I mean, because I mean, so I
0: saw two, I saw two things that I thought were real interesting on social media. One person was like. Well, you gotta honor the homie's wishes. He doesn't agree with none of that, so I don't think nobody should riot, yell, scream, or anything for him. You know, this was pre the cop getting yeah. arrested, so it was like, hey, that's what he he wouldn't have believed in it, so don't do it. Like, kind of like it was like a, a slight petty moment of right. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. you got yeah. to deal was, with that. that you was, ain't want it. That yeah, was some. What?
4: That was some Walt logic, right? It
0: was, and I, I. That's. I think that's why I respected it so much. Yeah. I'm like I like that level of petty. That was that's that my was, kind of. Yeah. That's you. That's you. All that of it, is. It's so, it certainly is. Right. So right. that was that. And then the second thing was, is he or was his position right? Because think about it, his murderer was arrested within days. So everything that he preached, he yelled, he screamed about, or didn't yell. But everything he stood for turned out to be seemingly the most effective for him getting swift justice. Well, well we got, I
1: mean, there's a difference between uh, arrested, right, and and, and prosecuted, right. But even uh, think, convict, even think right, about it, he got
0: arrested
3: right away, and that's but not yes,
0: what's been happening. Based off the standard, nobody has got well. Arrested
4: well, right you now. know, well, the thing about it is the fact that it happened. In a small town in Texas, let's let's say so it was like
0: one it. of three cops, the cop, yeah, the so, was like one of three.
4: So, the fact that it happened and, and the fact that it happened in a matter of days, you know, it's like, well, yeah. you know, you we've seen all of us have seen mm-hmm. that that's having hasn't happened, right? Ever, it seems like so. The fact that it did happen, it was like, well,
0: and I think the one the one wrinkle that's kind of being left out, even from that logic, even though it does pose a good question. Is that he had a hundred percent support of the entire community, saying, say. speaking for his character. You know yes. what I mean. Yeah. And if there is body cam footage, this cop basically would have had to show that this dude was running with a machete at his throat. You know what I mean to justify.
4: So, that, and that's a, and that's the thing. I really hope that there is body cam footage, and I really yeah. hope that it's released so we can see what it is. Because, because I mean, come on, this dude was really trying to stop a fight. Right. Yeah. He, he wasn't he wasn't the instigator. he wasn't the aggressor and you mean to tell me you 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 tase this guy and mm-hmm. he starts convulsing and doing everything else and you deem that as a threat after you tase him i wish that this dude that's in jail i hope that he gets everything that he deserves mm-hmm. you know what i'm
2: saying right well, the
0: tricky part twice in the right. back yeah i don't Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, when you shaking, like, so have you seen people get tased, like, on cops? All right, so I'm a little bit of a glutton for, uh, you know, stuff like that. I will watch cops, and I will watch, you know, Live PD and all that. And then when they would tase people, like, them people would lose, certain people would lose complete control of their body, and they'd mm-hmm. be shaking but, yeah. all the way around. Like, some people would roll over because they're trying to get it out of them. Some of them, is mm-hmm. just, they just want to get as far away from it as possible. So it could yeah. be very feasible, and when they tase them, you know, he starts potentially. Shit. It, it yeah. could
4: potentially been. They could have seen it that way too. I you mean, know, he that, turns
0: around. That's not out shocked. of. The, that's not in the realm of yeah. possibility. Like it, it, could have been just complete and total loss of his, his bodily functions. You mm-hmm. know, his muscles. But the the issue with that is that um,
2: until until like the justice system gets better um, it's kind of impossible right to tell what's in somebody's head right. So usually when they're making these calls and the the I think the worst thing they're going to do is go after uh, murder. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't you can't prove that, right? right. Yeah, because you right. cannot tell a man that, hey, well, uh, you know, I, I was afraid. You can't tell him if he was afraid or not. Even though we look at it from this standpoint, that's the 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 bad part about it, right? The bad part about it is they have that on their side. Like it's like, well, I was actually afraid for it because I didn't know. You know, I, I haven't seen anybody joke like that before. When I taste them, they can they can say anything. You know, um, like you said, like it looked like he was about to turn around and try to grab something while I was being tased. Um, yeah, you know, it just it just so many things, and that's the 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 terrible part about um, be, you know, going out for murder, man. It's uh, it's gonna be tough.
0: It's gonna be tough.
4: You know, tra- do do we know? Do we know that they did charge him with murder or was it manslaughter? Yes. They arrested yeah.
0: him uh, for murder. Yeah. Do we know what murder. degree? Nah. It was it can't be whatever the the premeditated one is. I mean. Well, it could be if there's something that we don't know, but Hmm, I mean, hopefully like a a lot of times with all of these cases, what we've seen is they Mm -hmm. will charge you with murder, which is the highest crime with the expectation that you're going to plead out. Or if it goes to trial, they'll give you the opportunity to they'll give the jury an opportunity to convict on a lesser charge like the judge will say, hey. These are the options here, you know. If he, if you don't think he intended to murder him, then there's this charge and there's this charge. So I mean, but they never report that in the media because that doesn't really carry the sensationalism that uh, saying he was charged with murder hmm. does. So okay. right? it's a sad situation, bro.
1: Yeah, and and to, and to go back to what you said, right? So Walt, you know, if 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 it is the case where you know his wishes was he didn't want that, right? I just I think we are we're better than that as a people. Right. And as a people, mm. you know, we want we're going to want justice and demand justice, even if he didn't want it in a way that uh, that he, you know, he would want us to do it. Um, I think as a people, yeah. it's not just about him. Right. And so we need to do this for him. And hopefully nothing else happens. But for really? anybody that may come after him.
0: In this right? moment, so. I want all y'all to hear Denzel and training day when he was standing in that project courtyard. Something like that happens to me. I want all y'all to hear that anger that he had right. at that moment. I want y'all to burn this. hmm. Y'all can, can, y'all know what it was on. Right. on. Yeah, why what not you, why, why you say it? Say just say? He just said he don't make music that his mama can't listen to. You think I'm going to ruin it for the podcast? Now nah, his mama can't even listen to the podcast. That'd be selfish. All right. And then, all you right. know, my mother lived right around the corner. she be to choke me out. Sure, there, it. I know you ain't on
4: that cousin. Well, come on, stop, stop acting like you're acting like Judy. Don't person. know that you curse. Cut it out. Cut it out. Stop I don't it.
0: curse, Mama. I don't curse. Stop I don't it, know What Devin's talking about? That shout, out, shout out, shout out, out to Big Judy. Mama,
4: you idiot.
0: <laughs> that was him that called you Big Judy. I ain't never called you Big Judy.
1: All right, so idiot, let's let let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's switch gears a little bit. Let's switch gears a little bit because tonight um, mm. is the uh, the first, well, it may be first and only, I believe, is, for, yeah, uh, yeah. debate for the vice presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I Crystal know Crystal got to get out of here so she can watch it. We definitely, uh, you know, I, and I want to see it too. I definitely want to want to check it out. So see. let's let's oh, talk God. about. Th- so this week was was real interesting. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to politics and COVID, and and and, um, and,
4: and the stock market.
1: In the and the stock, market. stock market. So it this week up. has been crazy, right? And yeah. so um this week it was it we, we we made well this this past week we were made aware that uh Trump uh was or tested positive for COVID, COVID. and uh and a lot of and and a lot of people in his circle, mm. right? A the lot of um, is right. a lot of people, yeah, and counting and counting and counting, yeah, and counting, right. And so, and so, what, what are you, what are y'all thoughts? Is this, uh, is it convenient? Like, 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 what's, what what's, you know, is this? I know a lot of people said, right? I even, I've not heard pundits say, you know, it's hard to believe anything that comes out of the White House, because prior to that, what was happening is it was a really bad week. He was coming mm-hmm. off a bad performance from the uh, debates. Um. The other thing was, you know, that what was really trending was stand back and stand by. Stand down, and, and stand the down. and the Damn. and the seven hundred and fifty dollars in, in taxes. And then boom, shortly after that, we hear the president tested positive. The president, for COVID. The,
4: the president and, got the got the China flu.
1: He got the China, China flu. America. He got the Kung flu.
0: So here's my thing, right? i i've watched and listened to how they're spinning it they're spinning this dude out to be some sort of great sensational strong tough man now mm-hmm. he beat covid he did all of these great epic presidential leader things see he risked his life to leave the the hospital early so that he could be out in front of this for the people so the people could see him that is the spin that that side of the uh Aisle is putting on it. So no matter whether he had it or not, it's going to be really hard for me to believe that any of this is genuine at this point because they're 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 turning it into a a huge pivot point for him to look great in the eyes of the American people, right? The people who are on the fence. So initially he said no stimulus checks until after I get reelected. And,
4: and three hundred points dropped.
0: They right, stopped. and then today he said, <laughs> "Nancy, send me a twelve hundred dollar bill. Send me a, a bill for twelve hundred dollars, Uh, and I'll sign it right now." And he said, "You hear that, Nancy? That was today." And I just looked at my. I just looked at my portfolio. I'm about to say, so lo-
4: and lo and behold, it's all green. Over here. Up again, it's all green front.
0: over here. Right, it's all green over here. I'm no, it's not. It's not right bloody now. no more. It's no, crazy. It, that was, works, it right? was a mess yesterday. I was like, look. This dude got to get out of office, man. He's, he's playing with my heart. I can't take it. But today, no, it's like, all right. But I, but
4: I told you before. I told you before. All, I, I didn't tell you that, Kwan, but you wasn't on the show last week. But I told y'all, man, this thing is predicated on money. A lot of it is predicated on that dollar.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: This man said, yo, listen, we're going to shut this joint down in terms of the stimulus until after the election. <laughs> and everybody went bananas. It nice. was literally bloody in the streets. It's what... It People in the stock market would say, "Yeah." Then he comes back today and he says, "Well, you know, cut me the check. Let's make it happen." And it see like business is booming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's trying to he's <laughs> trying to say, "You need me. Here's what I can I can make the what? stock market drop. I can so, make the stock market, you know, boom." So the,
0: right. So the, to the to the money people, they see that they know that they're like, "Oh man, we got to keep this dude in office mm-hmm. because he controls the money. He he has." his finger is on the pulse of the economy and then in a way that i know i've never noticed in my lifetime right, right.
1: right. well i mean because that's his focus but any right. president any president can do it but most presidents have integrity right and they and, don't and, and so <laughs> well <laughs> and right, right right They, they you know they want it they have the illusion of having in- integrity right and they want you know uh they want to keep it as as streamlined and and they don't want to rock the boat right, right. uh mm. trump wants to be a dictator and so and what and just what you describe is a dictator yeah. move but I that's what i
0: but that's what i'm saying like everything he's doing now is it could be for show like you could see it like the business people could see it for show like look this dude, he, he has a way with money that a lot of us don't have. So it's good for business. Like, Deb, you said it on the show before. We've heard people say it before. Small business owners or certain business owners are doing really well Yeah, that's yeah that's under Roger. the Trump administration because the, his policies are for that particular lane of some, business. Some, business. some, right. yeah, some yeah. not all. Some, not all. Not all. Not all. I mean, because yeah. the American people, I think, as a whole are not seeing much in the way of difference. Mm-hmm. um in terms of I mean, financial but, but
4: not even small business big businesses too because yeah big
0: business yeah, big business a, a lot of a lot of big businesses was able
4: to take advantage of those um right right p-, p loans even though they shouldn't have it should have went to the small
0: businesses but but what i was going to say is like so business season is that way but to the common people right the common yeah. people his allies his supporters they see it as Look at him. He's being hard notes. He's being tough. You see how yeah. much control and leadership he has? That's how they see it. To the people who are against him, they see it as, man, this dude is trying to buy the vote. So it's a matter of who is he going to be able to sway enough one way or the other to get behind him? Is he going to have enough business support? Are there going to be enough people like the guy you've talked about several times, Dev, who's like, yo, I want to keep that dude in office because my bank looks Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, my bank yeah, is good. You know, my family was that, good. but
1: yeah. but also, you know, I will say this: there's a lot of black businesses that didn't, you know, receive the funds from uh, yeah. the PPP. Right. Uh, what is it? PPP,
4: PPP, and EIDL. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's a lot of black, so there's a lot of businesses, right? But it's the same businesses that always receive money from government and and small business loans from banks, mm-hmm. um, and so. I think in terms of if you're talking about people moving from, you know, the middle or one one way or the other, I think the large businesses, I think there's a lot of small businesses that already would vote for Trump, right? Or yeah. vote for Republican because they're they're more uh, against having regulations when it comes mm-hmm. to the consumer, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of Democrats have policies and things in place that protect the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think I don't think there's going to be a big uptick in people moving or swinging to a direction. These are the same people that voted for Trump the first time around. That's what I was
0: going to say. Think about how he won the election. He lost the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College because he knew how and who to angle towards. If I angle towards these people, I'm going to get enough Electoral College votes to win. He exploited the system. He built Belichick the system. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah remember remember what was it? Was that last year was that year before last when belichick started exploiting (sighs) loopholes in the nfl rule book like he figured out that if i call a timeout however many times and i take a couple of penalties i got it the clock will keep running without me burning like he ended up with like what four or five timeouts or something like that
1: yeah yeah and ended up
0: they ran like two plays over like five minutes or something crazy
1: it right. was like he
0: exploited a loophole in the system. And it's like, it's foul. It's pretty dirty, but it's not illegal.
4: So, D, yeah. so, so, you know, the question you asked was, you know, which should take, how do you feel? My take, to be honest, is I don't feel anything. I feel the same way I did before he was had to had COVID or and, and after. Um, and as I said before, he's not doing anything different than what he's been doing for the past four years, he's always been the heel or the villain. And he plays that role well because that's the role he likes to play. Any any appeases and goes to his fan base. As soon as he came out of the joint, as soon as he came out, right? He says, yo, don't let the don't don't let the COVID um scare you, right? Don't let it dominate you. We got the best drugs. You know, he said all he, he says all of these different things.
0: All the right trigger words. All man. he
4: says, all these different things to appease his fan base, right? You got people right. going on Twitter. Yo, we love you, Trump. Trump done knocked out COVID. COVID got nothing for Trump. You know, this is what this is what he does.
0: They he, said right his right. medical care costs 100000 yeah. dollars This so is what he, he does he, for he, three days. So the yeah. well. question
3: is the debate that Derek and I was having. Yeah. The real question is, do y'all think he really had COVID-19 or has it?
1: Well, I my my thing was know. you know I, I don't think I was <laughs> saying whether or not you know he really had it or not. My thing was that it was convenient, right? Mm-hmm. Uh that this comes up right now. Is it a ploy, right? Right. Because 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 what it did it do a
4: long time. Because what it did do is you're right, Derek, in that in that sense what it did do was it took attention away from some of the negative things that was going on. With
1: All him. of it. Yeah. <laughs> You know. <laughs> the, the news cycle completely shit. not for you as a person not for Smoke you personally crystal personal, but if you if you turn on cnn msnbc fox news or all, any of these other news channels you're not hearing them talk about stand back stand here's the by thing, no Derek, you're not hearing was, them talk about taxes
3: but here's the thing with even with, with without taking me out of the equation that may be what cnn is talking about but just like, you know, most of us on here or some of us on here, I don't know how, how many of us are Trump supporters or not, but the ones that are Trump that are not Trump supporters oh, are not Trump hold supporters. Up.
0: Hold so up, hold They up, don't Crystal. care hold on, about Crystal. all
3: that CNN is talking about. Is this COVID-19? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. still see they still hear stand down mm-hmm. and stand by. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't care Crystal. about
3: what they talk about on CNN. We still hear that.
0: Crystal, we're not going to let you just blow past the that and try to low-key shade us on here and make it seem like somebody might be a drunk man. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that, and I don't know who might be.
3: I Listen, I listen. I never asked y'all who y'all voted for. You're. I never asked you that. If you've been listening to the show know, for the past 20 assume, episodes, I'm still not going to assume. I don't know if Daquan is voting for Trump or not. I don't know that, yeah, you, so I'm yeah, not going to assume you that. Out there, bro. I'm just going to speak from what I know. Mm. Thank yeah. you.
2: So I can't so, talk much politics, but just know
1: that ain't that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> right, just know right, That, that right. ain't it. Okay, <laughs> right. So, so Crystal, you like know, like Biden I,
3: said, if I, you don't I, vote for me, you ain't black.
1: So <laughs> right. don't you start wrong up Crazy Joe? That was a Crazy Joe mm-hmm.
0: moment. That was a crazy Joe, <laughs> Joe moment.
1: So Crystal, I you know, I, I think um it would be an assault, an insult to a lot of people's intelligence to think that we wouldn't stay on the topic or we wouldn't, but I don't think I think we can unequivocally say that it did change the news cycle. Definitely. Right. And know. and so and, and I think that was the goal. And mm-hmm. and it worked.
0: Look, right. and you know, you know what else worked? Shout out to another level of petty that I can definitely respect—the LGBTQ community hijacking oh, yeah. the Proud Boys hashtag. Proud Boys.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: they hijacked it, and it turned into a whole gay pride thing. They said yeah. them dudes was furious about that. That to me is a level of petty that I love. Yeah. I love that's, petty. That's, I can enjoy that. That's that wall. I love that petty. We need that. We need that.
4: We need to have, need to have a segment. On the show that just says the segment is called "That's That Wall." Yo, <laughs> the most pettiest the thing most in pettiest America at that time. You remember? That's, that's what we should do.
0: That, that's you it. remember? You remember the lady? Well, she was a senator. Daquan, this was like yeah. um, two years. It was a two years of last year. I think it, it was, was last like, year. It was last year because it was talking about birth control. That was
4: this year, actually. That was earlier this
0: year. It was. It was was talking about birth control. And she was in Tennessee, wasn't she? Or Alabama. She was in Alabama. In Alabama. A representative in Alabama proposed a legislation, Daquan, that says something like uh, men, once they hit a certain age, have to either have, what, a vasectomy Mm -hmm. or... uh, some form
4: of birth control.
0: They had it was some and it was some crazy. Either after you had, you get a certain age, or you have a certain number of kids, you have to have a state mm. mandated vasectomy. And she read it on the floor, mm. and it was like, yo, that's just crazy. This is ridiculous. And in, she knew it was Alabama, crazy,
4: but she did it to counteract what was the law already put in place. It was for, the uh, for you know was if you used to, to be like the, the abortion law. So the abortion
0: laws. Yeah, you know you're not
4: able to get an abortion yep. in Alabama.
0: That level of petty mm-hmm. was great. It was like, she knew that wasn't going to pass nowhere. Right, right. But she just wanted to say out loud to all of these men who trying right. to control her listen. reproductive situation. Listen, how about after you have two kids, you get snipped? Listen, <laughs> listen. I love it. Love listen, it. listen. So Again, this, the so segment
4: petty. should be, that's that wall.
0: Oh, yeah. That was petty, man. Yeah. That was petty, and I loved it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm here for it, man. I'm here for
1: it. <laughs> that all right. Hey, Listen people, uh, anything y'all want to say before we uh, get out of here?
3: I want to say thank you.
1: Devin doesn't read point. text messages.
0: I don't. <laughs> Devin don't read text messages. I, I want to say that. And I want it to be on record.
4: That's fine. Daquan, that what, you, what you got to tell the good people, man, before we wrap up? Oh, man. Um, everybody, just stay up, man. Stay blessed. I want
2: to thank y'all for inviting me uh, on the show, man. Just so y'all know, Walt is my profite. So, hey, you know, yeah, you know, give him a little shout out. I want to go leave without
0: giving him a shout out. My man, um, there you go. That's yeah. what I'm talking
2: appreciate about. y'all, my fellow South Carolina State, you know, alumni, whatever. Um, Thank y'all, yeah, man. Appreciate it. I hope y'all, y'all, uh this show go, you know, way beyond y'all's expectations, man. Appreciate, appreciate y'all for the opportunity. Most
4: and, definitely. And real quick, that, that when, when, and real quick, when when does the song come out? When does the single come out? Again? This Friday, October the ninth.
0: Yeah, and and you working on the album, right?
2: Yeah, that'll be unbelievably. That'll be coming out in January. Nice. Hey, So right. right.
1: we working and right now. What's the, what's the
4: name? What's the name of the single? La la, la land. All right. La
1: la. La, la, land. la la land. All right. And so Daquan, and for for those uh, listeners who may come in halfway or fast forward the show, uh, tell them again where they can find you.
2: All right, um, all social media platforms at Singer.quanj. Even you can find me on my Facebook page, type in at Singer.quanj. All
1: right. So uh we appreciate y'all hanging there with us tonight. Uh we we're about to go check out these uh vice presidential debates. That's so I'm nice. How about work. you, Crystal? I'm ready.
3: Work. Devin, what's that
4: <laughs> line you want <gonna> to <laughs> drop to <the shiny laughs> tonight? Oh shoot, what was the line? <laughs> say,
1: say
2: it again, Daphne. Say it again, real quick. My heart is a slave and you own it
1: oh right there and on that yeah note, i thought that uh, yeah, Dev, yeah Dev, i right thought dad there, was baby. going that was going to go touch on he was going to make make her his love slave and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing was going to go left that was going to be a whole check the thermometer um, the, the temperature moment right, right right
4: i was i was going to say something but then that that check the thermometer uh
0: came out right we're about to have a whole issue
4: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, listen, people, and everything you do, take positivity with you. Peace, peace. Thanks. <laughs>